It's time to say goodbye to the Edmonton Oilers. We're going to look at the Western Conference uh, as Edmonton goes back home. We're also going to take a look at all of the open coaching vacancies because there's a big new name on the market who could be filling one of those gaps real soon. We're going to talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked on NHL. Your Locked on NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. All right. Hello, hockey friends and foes and etc. You're listening to Locked On NHL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we're talking all about the Western Conference here on Western Conference Wednesday. My name is Sarah, one half of your Western Conference team here. I'm joined, as usual, back from uh, the plague, <laughs> who's here just in time for, I think, what is going to like really excite you, which is talking about the Edmonton Oilers and how they lost. I love it. I, listen, <laughs> I am so happy to be able to talk for more than 30 seconds without... Uh, coughing up a lung or needing my inhaler. So happy to be back. But I truly feel like the Flames were cheated and robbed of a Western <laughs> Conference Finals appearance. Uh, what on earth was Mike Smith doing? He was Mike Smithing is what he was doing. In the that... most Mike Smith <laughs> way possible. It was hard to watch. Very yeah. hard to watch. Yeah. And, like, you know, as someone whose team also lost to the Oilers, although, like, you know, I even if the Kings had gotten past the Oilers, I don't think that they would have gotten past, you know, the flit. Like, I had no right. illusions that the Kings were going to go to the Stanley Cup final or anything. But as someone who also lost to the Oilers, I was like, where is this garbage version of Mike Smith when we played him? Where is he right. when the Flames played him? And now this this guy every game is turning over a puck directly to someone else who scores on him like or you know giving up like what three goals in a period or something right and I think it was um game four I can't remember if it was game three or game four because again time all blends together but the puck that he let in uh literally tumbled and went five hole like if he just closed his legs squeezed those legs together um, like they teach you in what I'm assuming they teach you in like goalie fundamentals as a child. Um, he he could have saved a goal or at least yeah. made an effort to save a goal instead of just being like, Oh, where'd that go? Uh, and everyone was bringing up how his comment of uh, the only goal he's ever had trouble uh, tracking was, Rasmus Anderson's goal, which was from like his own blue line, uh, which I, listen, I love, I love when these players lie to us. It's like when Sidney Crosby said he didn't have the mumps yes. and yes. his balls in his mouth. But <laughs> you know, I just um, the downfall of Evander Kane's like little like redemption arc, beautiful, love to see it. Um, I, I, I want to see Connor McDavid win a cup, but not when he eliminates my team. Like right. Not that year. Right. Yeah. Just it's 
And it's unfortunate for Edmonton, who, like, you know, I, I think is a better team than what we saw in this series. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they just had everything go catastrophically wrong all at the same time. Like, Mike Smith turned into Mike Smith again. Um, and as we have learned, you know, post-playoffs, all of the injuries the guys are, were facing, um, Darnell Nurse was playing with a torn hip flexor that I think he's going to need surgery on. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl, I know they haven't said specifically what his injury was, but it's some sort of leg, ankle, lower body thing uh, that, you know, visibly, visibly in pain on the bench, like could get it together enough to skate for his shift and then would go back to the bench and just look miserable. Um, I think there were other guys, too, who who were mentioned. I don't know how Like, right. I I don't because – a torn hip flexor is it isn't just like a like a pulled muscle. It's mm-hmm. literally what keeps your hip together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a major muscle, and to be playing through that is yeah. I don't even know how much medication he had to be on. Like I I don't even want to yeah. think about it because like I, I no like that's so painful. And then w- what's baffling is that Leon Dreisaitl didn't even look like like his performance if you showed me his mm-hmm. stat line I would be like, no he's healthy that's fine right. like yeah. so could you imagine if he was at a hundred percent right he in in the last game of the series which the avalanche won six to five in overtime Leon Dreisaitl played 25 minutes and 21 seconds second only to Connor McDavid in terms of forwards he had four assists Four assists, four shots on goal, like, and this guy's doing it six minutes on the power play. This guy's doing it on one leg. Darnell Nurse, 20 minutes, one assist, um, two hits, two blocks, like, you know. Also pretty much on one leg. Yeah. Um, And, like, you know, this is hockey, so, of course, you know, everyone glorifies the get, like, you know, look at what they played through. Like, I get it. Like, yeah, look what they played through. But also, you know, it goes back to the conversations we've had all the time about, you know, thinking about these guys' quality of life in the future. And um, Jay, the host of Locked on Blue Jackets, brought up on Twitter when all this was coming out about um, there was a documentary a couple summers ago that TSN or Sportsnet, one of those Canadian yeah. companies, did um, talk. It was, I think it's called like The Price of Pain. I think Rick Westhead did it. And it's all about, you know, players who, de- you know, have dealt with addiction issues because of injuries sustained, you know, throughout their career and just getting pills pushed on them. And they specifically were talking about Toradol, which, uh, you know, they use as a, you know, overuse as a, a pain relief thing. Um, if you've never seen it, I, like, it, it is like the first time I've ever been like, man, that Ryan Kessler sure is right about something. Um, because he's Yeah, I've seen clips yeah. of Ryan Kessler yeah. um, segments and whatnot. Yeah. And he, like, in, in that, he talks about how he developed Crohn's disease, essentially, as a his body response to just being shoved full of Toradol, like, all the time. Um, and his, you know, quality of life is terrible. Um, like, and, you, you know, can't even enjoy your off-season. Yeah. And, like, you know, even he if has it's just it's, like a yeah. minor injury. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you know, you're thinking about that a lot when you see, you know, I can only imagine how much drugs they stuffed into Dreisaitl and Nurse right. and whoever else to get through that series. And for what? 
um, you know, right, to be eliminated. Like, obviously, everyone holds up Patrice Bergeron as like the ultimate example of played through terrible things. And sure, like, he's Patrice Bergeron, but like, did you, did you really, did, did you, you didn't even, you didn't, they didn't even win that year, right? <laughs> like, I don't think so. That was the year they played Chicago. Yeah, it was 2013, yeah. so they lost. Like, yeah, you didn't even win the thing. <laughs> right. I, I just, yeah. and for people who don't know, um, I've had a tornal shot like once or twice, um, but it's a, a giant needle. And it goes into like your butt muscle, not like your butt cheek, but like by your hip. And it burns. Like it's not like a, Okay, like a quick little flu shot or whatever. It's like a pretty painful thing. Uh, I don't know. I just, I'm not, I couldn't do that on a regular basis. I mean, I'm sure you build up a tolerance to it, but mm-hmm. no, I just, I feel bad for these guys. And, you know, they, so many of them end up, you know, going home or going on a vacation and trying to enjoy their off season. And I'm sure they don't want to be in a cast and, mm-hmm just laid up i'm sure they want to enjoy their time off yeah every other human being yeah yeah it's 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 rough it's the series did not end how i thought it would go i I really thought that this was one that could have gone to seven again because like edmonton as much as we make fun of edmonton they're a good team right Um, you know, they, they were finally getting depth scoring. They were getting players contributing who weren't named McDavid and Dreisaitl. Um, Mike Smith, for the most part, looked like he knew what he was doing again. Um, and instead, they got swept by the Avalanche, who are just going to roll into this final. Like, that's two sweeps. They've lo- they lost, like, what, one game? Two games? <laughs> I think they lost one game, two games to St. Louis. Yeah, the yeah. only two losses they've had have been to St. Louis. Which yeah. is impressive. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, so congrats to the Avalanche. Yeah. Like I've said they were gonna win for like three years now. So maybe this year I'll be right. Um I hope they win. Good, good luck to them. Yeah. Um we we will look at some teams who haven't won uh and instead are looking to make some big changes. We're gonna talk about uh coaching coming up right after this, but before we get to that, I think you have something cool to tell us about. I do. Um, Rock Auto. We talk about Rock Auto all the time here on this show, and it's a service that many of us actually use in real life. RockAuto.com is the perfect place for you to find all of your car parts, uh, any sort of replacements from light bulbs to carpets to the big things that I don't know what they do. And that's why I go to Rock Auto because I'm not going to have someone talk down to me because they don't know what something is, you know? But Rock Auto is a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They offer reliably low prices for every customer, regardless of your experience status, if this is, you know, your first time doing it yourself, or if you are a professional mechanic. Um, They really have an easy-to-navigate website. It's, um, you know, save 30, 50 to even 100% off of the same parts that you would get at a chain store or your dealership. So that, that's a pretty good deal. At Rock Auto, their uh, example of this is the Honda Odyssey fuel pump is around 353 from a chain store, and it is 216 at Rock Auto. So I don't know about you, but I'm trying to save as much money as possible these days. So uh, Rock Auto is definitely a top 
destination for me when it comes to my vehicle. Head on over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right. And uh, of course, before we talk about coaching, we do have an important favor to ask you. We have put together a survey so that we can learn more about listeners just like you and make our make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. So this is your opportunity to tell us what you like, what you don't like about Locked On podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, again, go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. Thank you so much for your help. Now we're going to look at coaching because the big news, the big surprise news, the big news that I don't think anyone saw coming was the Bruins just randomly decided to fire Bruce Cassidy for fun because the team got to the playoffs and lost because everyone was hurt, I guess. Like, sure. Yeah. Definitely a coaching issue there. Uh, Not not a depth issue that would be solved by – you know, uh, proper drafting, scouting, and player development of your AHL players, you know, just Mm -hmm, definitely mm -hmm. something that Bruce Cassidy could have avoided. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, totally not anything to do with the fact that, like, major players left and weren't really replaced, and, like, yeah, uh, yeah, like, Eric Halla being your 2C for... Eric Holla was on that team? Yes. Oh, boy. That explains a lot. And Thomas Nosek. um, Nick Foligno as well. Oh, that's right. Man. Yeah. It had, like, a bunch of guys. Yeah. They kind of just rolled out this um, roster that never should have really made the playoffs. Um, Yeah. And it just wasn't a, like they played well yeah and then they traded for Hampus Lindholm right who was injured they should, they, they should have made some choices so yeah so yeah. overpaying so, Nick Felino, truly um I, that's Don Sweeney's specialty every July 1st you wait for him to overpay a free agent um see the David Backus contract the Nick Felino right. contract and uh, John Moore. And Man. rest in peace, Jimmy Hayes. I hate to do this to you, but that contract was hideous. Um, so, this again, this is most definitely a coaching problem. And, <laughs> um, at his press conference today, Don Sweeney literally dodged every question. Like, he could not give a straight answer as to why Bruce Cassidy was fired. And... One of the journalists, uh, one of the beat writers, Ty Anderson, like, kept, like, digging for more information. And there was, like, a little bit of a heated exchange. And Ty was like, you're not answering the question. Why did you fire Bruce Cassidy? Like, what is, what is the reason? And it was just, it was bad. But, yeah. Somebody benefit from, from good old Butch. Yeah, so we have Bruce Cassidy available now. If he wants to keep coaching, he, the offers are going to go in for him. Uh, we have Barry Trotz still out there on the market, and we have a whole lot of teams 
who are looking for coaches, uh, and many of them happen to be in the West. Uh, so obviously now we have Boston, who's going to need a new coach. Uh, Dallas, because Rick Bonus uh, decided to step aside, a.k.a. not like I think he had an option for another year on his contract and just isn't going to take it. Uh, Detroit Red Wings uh, decided not to renew uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Blasio's uh, contract because that's what it's called. Uh, the Flyers got rid of Mike Yo, who was their interim coach. Vegas realized Pete DeBoer isn't a good coach, so they got rid of him. Uh, Winnipeg had the whole nonsense of Paul Maurice just deciding he was done and leaving. Um, so that that was a choice that would happen too. And then we also have a couple teams that went with interim coaches who still need to make decisions on them. So Chicago uh, has not, you know, given the job to Derek King, who was their interim coach. They're still in the process of doing stuff. Uh, Edmonton, it feels like they're going to make Jay Woodcroft their real coach. Like he did, like he got that team to the playoffs. They were terrible before he came in. Um, it's not his fault necessarily that they lost because much like Bruce Cassidy, everyone was hurt. Like, Everyone what's he going to do? Mangled um, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Florida has Andrew Brunette in as their interim coach uh, after all the Joel Quenville nonsense um, and has not officially made him their coach either. So we've got all these teams, two teams. Listed half the league. Yeah, right. Like, two teams are going to get very lucky in getting very good coaches in Bruce Cassidy and Barry Trotz. Um, someone's probably going to hire John Tortorella. Yeah. Because why not? Um, I personally am just hoping that Vegas makes another big mistake. Me too. Um, <laughs> uh, so John Tortorella, if you're interested in going there, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that he has the coaching magic that he used to. Yeah. Even I've heard, though- I've heard Philly for him. Which that feels like a good, like, I don't know that he's going to vibe with the team, but he's certainly going to vibe with the fan base. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I think that it's very much a bad news bears situation there. Um, And I don't, I don't know if we could get like some sort of reality TV show where Daryl Sutter just kind of goes in like super nanny used to and like, fix all the parenting problems and like the kids behaviors so maybe listen someone can write me a check for that right now I don't know if Sutter will agree but again we can just zoom him into practice from the farm but I'm I don't know I don't I'm surprised that Seattle Mm -hmm. didn't fire them yeah yeah. I mean, yeah, they're they're sticking with him for some yeah. some reason. Also, they just announced that um, Chris Dreger had to have he like tore his ACL or something. Yeah, I saw that really. World. He's out like seven months or something like that. So, good luck, Phil, uh, Philip Grubauer, to uh, pull 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 yourself back together next season. Yeah, I. Yeah kind of getting this vibe that Seattle was kind of a mistake. I don't know. I know you have to even it out and all that stuff. I feel like they need to like just I mean I feel like this is one of those things where it's like every Hurricanes person I know who was familiar with the Ron Francis experiment experience was like "Mm, we know how this is gonna go because like Seattle so I, I went to I went to Seattle at the very end of the season I went and saw the Kings play there 
Um, and the whole, the whole experience, like the stadium itself, like the in-game experience, like beautiful arena, like great experience. Um, you can tell they put a lot of thought into like the aesthetics of the place. My favorite thing is that like the jumbotrons, which is that weird like dual thing. Um, my actual favorite thing is that all of their videos are closed captioned. So you can actually understand what's going on. You so can't you're not hear. catching every third word. Yeah. Um, so there was all that thought and care put into uh, the arena. And actually, you know, I got a tour of the arena from a guy who works for the team who, you know, is a, you know acquaintance of a friend kind of thing. Um, and he talked a lot about all the work that they did and all the, you know, this and that that they did to, to you know, build the arena and all the thoughtfulness they put into connect it to Seattle and blah, blah, blah. They didn't put the same thought into like the team on the ice. Yeah. No. So, so they're, maybe they're, yeah. Yeah. we'll see. They're, they're sticking with Dave Haxtall though, but yeah. I'm hoping like it feels, I feel like we keep hearing Barry Trotz to Winnipeg is the one that I feel like we keep hearing. But also it hasn't gotten done. Like, it's also weird that none of these, like, no, no nothing's no happened yet. Interviewing. Yeah. At least, like, someone would have, like, the same way that Kevin Weeks has the mm -hmm. Tortorella connection to Philly, someone would absolutely be talking about, you know, oh, I'm hearing conversations between Winnipeg and Trots are heating up. Like, are we just kind of letting people enjoy their off season and then applying pressure what's what are we doing because i need i need the dominoes to start falling before free agency yeah yeah it's it's very weird that like no one aside from um what's uh, the islanders who hired basically their assistant coach oh, yeah. as their like their new head coach like no one else has done anything so we've got there's a lot of time there's a lot of teams who are going to screw this up. Oh, 100%. And I can only hope that they're in the West because that will be funny. That would be nice. I think, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm interested to see where Bruce Cassidy lands. He's yeah. a great coach. Yeah. Everyone's made the playoffs uh, every year he was a coach. Six straight years. He took them to game seven of a Stanley Cup final. Someone... I know, I know it's, you know, a little, a little yeah. fresh. Pick up the phone. Hey, hey, Butchie, want to go shoot some, right. shoot some golf? Talk go hang music. out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how these rich men mingle and conduct their business, but. Yeah, I think, I think the answer is golf and. Like, yeah, I really think it's golf. Houses. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to close out today's show with a little look at my favorite thing to talk about um, other than making fun of Vegas and Edmonton, which is the AHL playoffs because they're also doing a thing and a lot of Western conference teams are involved. So we're going to talk about that coming up next. But before we get to that, if you're hearing all this, if you're hearing all this talk about coach vacancies and who's going to go where and Stanley cup playoffs and all that stuff, well, maybe you should consider going to betonline.net because it is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports information and uh, you can probably go and investigate and find out some odds on some of these very things we've been talking about here on the show today. At Bet Online, at Bet Online, you can find all of the latest sports developments, news, news, and odds, including information on this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL hockey conference finals, 
Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from the MMA to the UFC and even boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. So you head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. So I figure with uh, the Western Conference set, with the Colorado Avalanche having uh, finally climbed the mountain and awaiting the winner of whatever disaster comes out of the East, um, we could look at another league that has their conference finals going on right now, and that is the AHL, because yes. uh, there, there's some heavy hitters making some noise in the AHL, including players who you're probably going to see in the NHL next year, so might as well get familiar with them. Uh, over in the East uh, for the AHL finals, the Eastern Conference final right now is between uh, uh, the Laval Rocket, which is the Canadians' AHL team, and the Springfield Thunderbirds, which has a weird dual affiliation this year between Seattle and uh, St. Louis. So we've got some Western Conference connections there. Western Conference uh, final thingy <laughs> in the <laughs> AHL is between the Chicago Wolves and the uh, Stockton Heat. Chicago is the AHL affiliate of the Carolina Hurricanes, and Stockton is the AHL affiliate of your Car uh, Carolina. Wow, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> of your Calgary Flames. Uh, and so they're currently battling each other. Uh, Chicago's up 2 nothing in their series uh, over in the East. It's a little more evenly uh, matched. I think that series is tied at one each. But uh, it is as someone who, who covers the AHL, uh, it is, it, these are fun games. Um, Chicago and Stockton were literally the top two teams in the league. So this is, you know, whenever people talk about like wanting the best of the best in conference finals, like this is, it. this is it right here. This is like the heavyweights of the league. Absolutely. And a lot of the Flames prospects are like really good. Um, I think a few of them broke the NHL roster this year making their debuts. But Dustin Wolf is... I, I am so excited for when he enters the NHL because like, I'm not rushing his development by any means, but he has been just like goaltender of the year, left and right, whatever league he's in. Uh, and he posts ridiculous numbers that you look at and you're like, how is that possible? But he's struggling right now against the Chicago Wolves. Yeah, it's been very weird. Like, as someone who saw a lot of Stockton in the regular season because they played the Ontario Reign about 8,000 times, um, I had seen exactly what Dustin Wolf could do, which is stop every puck he sees. Yeah. Um, you know, he didn't allow very many goals. Stockton has a pretty good defense in front of him. So, you know, even if it does get through to him, like, very few things get through to him in the first place. Uh, in the regular season, I had to look this up for, for an article I wrote about their series so far. In the regular season, Dustin Wolf allowed five goals only three times. Just, just, three, just three times. Um, That's most insane. Of his, yeah, most of his games were like two goals, one goal, like three. Like shutouts. Yeah, shutouts, yeah. Um, and he, in, in the, the playoffs, he... 
you know, he, they sailed through their first couple rounds, basically. They lost one game total before they came up against Chicago. And the only game that they lost was an overtime game. Uh, and the first game against Chicago was, I think, a 5-4 final score in overtime. Uh, and it was, it was very interesting to see him finally be fallible, basically. Yeah. He's been so good. Um, and he, he cracked it down a little bit more in, in game number two of the series, but still, you know, they stopped and still didn't win. Um, and the, the game winner was scored with literally 17 seconds left in the game, which was rough if you're a Stockton Heat fan. Yeah. But, like, I, I feel like you, you have to worry about him being overworked, I feel like is a... That is, is the a, Flames motto, so it does <laughs> not surprise me that it trickles down to the AHL in the slightest. Just look at Jacob Markstrom, that poor man. But, yeah, no. Dustin Wolf, like, if you're a hockey fan, you, you should be following him and his development. He's definitely one of the best players, one of the best goaltenders out there, and... I, you know, it's kind of nice to see him face a challenge mm-hmm. and some sort of adversity yeah. because he could probably, you know, it's been a cakewalk for him. So when yeah. he gets to the NHL, you know, I'm assuming he'll be uh, Markstrom's backup in mm-hmm. a year or two. And, you know, at that first outing, could be absolute trash mm-hmm. and he's gonna be like oh my god like i can't do this <laughs> what have i done yeah <laughs> oh my god like no i i please send me back i don't want to do this and you know it, it kind of it's a learning curve it's you know one of those moments where you're like i don't want to do this this bruises my ego mm-hmm. and of course like your stats look like trash yeah but you just it it's a little adversity. It, it builds character. It adds character to him. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like when the Rangers, until they got to the conference finals, they were like, well, mm-hmm. they haven't faced like a real starting goalie. Mm-hmm. They haven't done anything. And then you finally like, right. you get to like, Right. Like no one's going to be like, oh, Andre Vasilevsky, whatever. Right. Like, oh, <laughs> whatever. But best of yeah. luck. Yeah. It's it's been it's been interesting what because Chicago and Stockton essentially had the same path. They both swept mm-hmm. one round of their playoffs. They both lost one game only in the second round. Um, Alex Lyon, their starting goaltender, was kind of in the same place of like, you know, facing a lot of shots, some, like just not really facing a lot of adversity. So these games have been really fun to watch because it's two two heavyweights figuring out how to play against each other. Um, and, and it's, if you, if you are a hockey fan, a Western conference hockey fan who is like, ugh, Colorado, whatever, if you're like just over whatever's happening in the NHL, I definitely would recommend going and checking out the AHL. Um, you'll get to see a lot of, you know, future superstars in the making who are skating out there now. Uh, and you'll get to see some good hockey and it's cheap. Like if you're in, if you're in one of those cities, it's very affordable to go to a game. Uh, you can buy a streaming package online. I think they usually uh, get the the um, the Calder Cup final will usually be on NHL Network, so you can probably watch it there. But it is definitely a fun time. I am a big AHL fan slash advocate slash whatever, uh, and I go go watch it. These games are really exciting. Um, again, overtime winner game one for the Western Conference. 
17 Such seconds stone. left on the clock for the second game. Uh, these are two really great teams who are very evenly matched. Um, I don't follow the Eastern Conference quite as much, but th- those series are also going really well over there too. So th- that's my message to you before we go, is go watch yeah. the AHL. It's a lot of fun. Go watch, yeah, watch the AHL. Support AHL writers. It just find another time-consuming hobby surrounding hockey, right? Obviously, obviously. (laughs) Three weeks from now, we'll talk about, like, the SPHL or something. Right. Right now, as well, um, the 18 women's worlds are happening, which were canceled due to COVID back in 2018. Oh, my God, what am I talking about? 2020 has been... um, rescheduled canceled again and you know there's some really really awesome women's hockey players out there uh that you can watch unfortunately jada ginla will not be playing and she was supposed to um but she suffered a lower body injury i believe so she has been ruled out that stinks I think uh in in that's that uh tournament finland just beat canada for like the first time ever that's crazy yeah which you don't is, beat yeah which is very exciting and you know whenever people talk about you know women's hockey and like oh there's not enough parity whatever finland just beat canada and this right. these are under 18s so you know look at the, the these strength are your, like olympians that are yeah like coming. these are the people who are coming up to be your national team in the future and there you know there's a lot of good stuff happening uh and you know no offense to our Canadian fans, but it's always nice to see them not win everything. Yeah. Go Finland. USA plays Sweden tonight. Well, Tuesday night when we're recording. So that'll be interesting too. I am also concerned because some of these teams have players that were born in 2007. That's no, I hate that. That, that. that is a terrible note to end our show on, but yeah. that's where we're going to end it. While we both have like an existential crisis over oh, yeah. that, I Big hate time. that. I hate that a lot. I when <laughs> I saw that, I was like, no, 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 no. That's not a real year. No, no, hate it. Well, this has been a great time, except for me now thinking about the passage of time and how horrible it is. Um, in the meantime, where can folks find you and your work online? You can find me at Jess Belmosto on Twitter. You can find the podcast at uh, LO underscore Flames Pod on Twitter as well. And you can find the show where, or Locked on Flames wherever you listen to this podcast or your designated Locked on Hockey, Baseball, Football, Basketball show. All right, and you can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. Locked on Kings is available wherever you get your podcasts slash YouTubes at. Uh, Locked on NHL also available at all of those places. So make sure you're listening, subscribed, getting notifications, etc., so you never miss episodes. There is, of course, great NHL content here on this show all week long as we, uh, you know, wait to see what happens in the Eastern Conference and get ready. Uh, both for for the Stanley Cup final and, you know, all the fun stuff that's happening for all the other teams who aren't uh, playing anymore. So keep listening to Locked on NHL all week. We're back here next Wednesday talking to you about the Western Conference. That is it for today. Thank you, as always, for being here. 
Until next time, this has been Locked On NHL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.